0: Welcome to Nuclear Popcorn. The rules of the game are simple. The host will show the players the last five minutes of a movie they haven't seen. The players will have a week to formulate a pitch of what they think the plot is. The closest gets meaningless points. Maybe a crisp high five. Probably a smooch on the forehead because they're a good boy. Or girl. The host will then reveal what the actual plot was. And that's it. You'll get it. You're smart. And your host for the week is...
1: Have to woman. come up with a
2: different, the, different interpretation. Reoccurring <laughs> yeah. woman. Yeah. Yeah.
0: How do we differentiate
2: that, Hannah? That, oh,
3: the woman. The, the woman. That could be
2: me. Um. Well, we don't try it's to differentiate like
1: between the other three of us. voice is no. much different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like we all have four distinct voices or anything.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, well, welcome to this week's episode. I think that we are whoop. going to go over how we all are and what we're up to in our very interesting lives uh for me and ben we both have movies premiering this Ooh, week yep. yeah um, wrapped
3: up with stuff
0: um looking forward to the premiere
2: yeah it'll be fun
0: yeah it's also christmas season
2: it is
0: god whenever this episode gets released <laughs> it's gonna show how
1: lazy we are we are so backlogged episode. on episodes we haven't released it. we haven't this is our what fifth one and we haven't released one yet release two we're uh yeah. I, yeah I don't know why we're it's waiting,
2: been but. 84 years you
1: know what this one might come out on christmas
2: that's what <laughs> yeah, we should yeah, choose. yeah. no merry that will christmas
1: everybody merry christmas it's gonna be like january 10th when this comes out <laughs> yeah. merry christmas everybody this is the christmas
0: special <laughs> this is our christmas special we With did not make no a christmas, christmas movie. movie whatsoever <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what we got we got to pick a christmas movie like in like three weeks and just have it released in the middle of February. Oh yeah. And just, oh, it's a Christmas special <laughs> uh, for Valentine's Day. Yeah. 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 <laughs> We're way, be- way behind.
2: So I think also last week we asked what movies has everyone seen yeah. since our last since our last gathering. For me, I think the only movie I've seen since then is The Fabelmans. <laughs> that was yeah, it. We
0: went to see The Fablemans together. Yeah. I was the only one that didn't see The
1: Fablemans. Because you had have- oh, okay. wait. Because you were hanging out with people for a birthday party, you nerd. No, I had work the next day. Oh, gr- even worse. Yeah, even more abhorrent.
0: Human work, gross. Human work. Ugh.
2: Big word, abhorrent over there. Oh, wow.
1: Charles. Somebody's wow. got a vocabulary. Yeah, yeah, got a silent H in it. I also saw. Uh, what is it called? Joint security joint se- area. Joint security area that Ben fell asleep I fell during. Asleep
3: like twenty minutes in, and then I I slept on the couch. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. I you woke up and I was like, "All right, the movie's over." And you went, "All right." And you fell right back to sleep <laughs> on the couch. Yeah. I was like, "Okay, but great movie directed about, by Park
3: Chan-wook about, Sorry, about
1: uh North and South Korea and the line yeah. of the I believe it's called the DMZ.
3: The yeah, the border between them and Like and, The Hollywood Reporter, the security
1: <laughs> Yes, that's where TMZ is located TMZ, on really the cool. border of North and South Korea. <laughs> <Robert> <laughs> oh. from Victorious. Um, but also the Fablemans, which I thought was great. Yeah, but um, I he
2: said but looked right over but, at me because
1: you were mid on it.
2: <laughs> I was mid. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. But
0: I didn't yeah, go see the it, Fablemans, so. but I did make an impulse purchase of uh, Sound of Metal on Criterion. <gasps> good choice. It is, yeah, it's one of my favorites beautiful. from 2019? 2019. So good. Twenty twenty something along somewhere
2: that. somewhere in there.
0: Um. I graduated college with an audio degree, and that movie makes me very happy, but also very scared of something that's entirely
1: possible. <laughs> mm. You're fine. It, let's hope so. It won't happen to you. Uh, of course, yes. you curse. It's me. just a movie, oh, my, it's my, just a movie my, my, Luke. Don't
0: get. <laughs> it's, it's not based in reality at all. It's like Titanic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Titanic was made up. It wasn't real. Yep. That didn't happen. Um, cool. Also, we should introduce ourselves.
2: Oh, we should. We should do that. You can. You can edit this, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I might leave it in as a bit.
2: Okay. All right. That's <laughs> all fine. right. Well, we just realized
0: we need to introduce ourselves. We can you do. do. not do. Podcasts very often. Um, <laughs> we, we keep taking. I sort of off. already
2: introduced myself, so it's. Do you need me to do it again?
3: Wait. I got, I got it. In I got case it. they
2: forgot.
0: And I'm
1: Ben. <laughs> I'm Luke.
2: And I'm August. We're not going to edit this at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> And today we are going over the film The Point from 1971.
1: Oh my gosh. Oh, the date's right there and I just didn't even see it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So you guys are going to have to give us a summary of the five minutes that I had you guys watch.
1: Yeah. So it wasn't the last five minutes. I think we started at 102. We did. We did. 102.06. 102.06 and went to 102.07. And this movie is on YouTube for free. In Tubi?
2: Question mark? It apparently is on Tubi. Okay. From okay. what I've seen, yes. Or not
1: Sweet. Tubi. So you can go watch those five minutes, and nice. Come back. You can watch the whole movie and then come back, or you can just listen to us. You know, flounder through trying to explain the last five minutes. And
3: hopefully, you'll figure out some <laughs> some context for what we're going to be pitching around.
0: So this movie is weird.
1: Yeah.
3: It's a wonderful kind of weird. It is a wonderful it's kind so, of weird.
1: It, It's so very pretty. clearly like a weird 70s children's movie.
0: Yeah. We open on a boy and his dog. Talking to a three-faced man. called the van- Is he called The Vanishing
1: Point? No, no. He's called Point, I think. And The Vanishing Point is like an invisible thing that can go.
0: It's like a void that he goes to.
1: But it's not a void. It's just like invisible. Hmm so hard to describe, but what happens? Because I don't remember. (laughs) This little,
0: this boy.
1: Yes.
3: I never caught the name, but it's a little like.
1: I didn't get his name either. don't
3: even know the age, but he's wearing a pointy orange hat.
1: I would say he's like six to eight in that range.
3: Pointy orange hat. Looks like a traffic cone. Has
1: a blue dog. I wrote in my notes that he's a gnome, but he might be. Potentially. Potentially.
0: He could also be a a cone head with Dan Aykroyd, you know.
1: Oh, you know what? That's, that's more likely. This is, this is a, a prequel is to Cohenhead. This is that a clue into your pitch. <laughs> no, actually, it isn't. <laughs> um, um. Yeah, I don't remember what the point. That was his name, right? And the point?
0: Is that the point that the movie is named
1: after? What was his name? I'm uh, Let's I'm not, af- find, I'm, that let's I'm not find that out. I'm afraid
2: to say anything in fear of spoiling it. I okay, agree. you don't have to say I anything. Totally yet, but I'm but. so excited to hear these because I already know there's a little bit of confusion and I'm stoked. I, I forgot for sure. uh, yeah. <laughs> So much. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I didn't
1: sure. remember
0: a thing, so my <laughs> plot resembles that. Uh,
3: in my notes, I said, kid with pointy hat, three-headed wizard with arrows everywhere, terrifying. There's no yes. place for the point, kid. You can't go home.
1: Yeah, he says something like, the Count banished me from home, so I can't go back.
3: It did not. Even this watch, I just wasn't paying attention, I guess.
1: I didn't catch <laughs> and the And uh, he was saying how the, the point guy, the three-faced wizard, as I'm going to call yeah. him, was like, you got thoughts in your head. Not you got bad thoughts, not you got the thoughts. He yeah. just said you got the thoughts in your head. Your thoughts like Whatever. you shouldn't have you shouldn't have been thinking kid yeah i don't know and then he disappears into a vanishing, a vanishing point, point which is just like it looks like and it says like it's one of the facilities or something like that well it it, it looks like you know like those videos where like the people have like the fake invisibility cloaks
0: and it's a green, yeah, screen? Like a green screen it's really a cloak.
1: green screen but it's like hiding them but showing what's behind them that's yeah. what the vanishing point looks like but it's animated but it's animated <laughs> yeah i
0: it's quite
3: literally a point where somebody could pass through and vanish.
1: Right. And he disappears into it. And then the kid is like, I wonder where he goes. And then he pops back and goes, the vanishing point. It's one of the facilities. And then disappears again. Mm. I forgot about the facilities. Oh, I did too. <laughs> I also forgot that the kid doesn't know what the vanishing points are. So mine mine are like pertinent to my story throughout. So it doesn't make any sense. Same. <laughs> Having rewatched these last five minutes... Mine doesn't make much sense. <laughs> That's okay. No, it doesn't have to, like, even connect to the story. as long as <laughs> no.
3: it tells a cohesive story, I think. Or not, maybe.
1: No, I don't, um, yeah. Um, but then they keep walking. He
3: loses his dog, he loses Arrow. Arrow gets put in, or goes Ar- into the vanishing point, and
1: then... He goes in and grabs Arrow out of the vanishing point. Yeah. And they keep walking, and then the kid says something along the lines of, I think the point was the most was the most pointless thing, most pointless person we've met since we've been here. Implying they've met a bunch of people, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then they go into... In my notes, I wrote the pointless forest. I put, yeah, curly blue forest. Yeah. And then
0: the kid falls asleep.
1: Yeah, or then the narrator comes, because there's a narrator. Yeah, there's narration in there. And narrator. he's like, they traveled on for days or something well, like it that. It has been <laughs> a long day another...
0: for the two adventurers, yeah.
3: Right. They pass over a bridge with a crocodile underneath.
1: Lay down in front of a rock. Yep. And the kid goes it's been a oh, it get it gets dark quickly here. Mm-hmm. And then he falls asleep and then we have one of the most confusing Beautiful. dream
0: sequences I've ever seen. Straight up schoolhouse rock animation style. Yep. That's important later. Um, <laughs> like a total dream sequence with like repeated lyrics of there was a time there was a time. I wrote there was a time that you were
1: mine. Is that a lyric? That is a lyric. That is a lyric. Yeah. All right. Um, and then, like, yeah, it's real weird. There's, like, it starts with, I think it starts with, like, three women. I don't know.
3: It's... Yeah. Three very round women as opposed to all the points that are going on in the movie.
1: <laughs> oh, didn't even, yeah, that's a good point. Good point. Uh... Okay. <laughs> okay. A lot Can of I dogs? just come
3: out and say that, yeah, that joke will be repeated
1: so a lot triple digits in this (laughs) one recording (laughs) um Uh, but that it's oh my gosh is it through a
3: coraline like dog sequence if you remember the dog sequence in Coraline, i don't well (laughs) you haven't been scarred
1: I, uh, I mean, I've seen Coraline. I lots of
3: dancing, it. lots Queen of questions. Coraline is
2: one of my favorite movies of all time. It's so <laughs> good.
3: And then I put Illuminati because there's an eye. Oh, there's
1: a giant eye in the sky that turns into, into a question, a question mark, mark and then turns back into an eye and then turns into lips. But it's it's like yeah why would i he's saying like why would i or something like that while he's singing yeah. so i guess that has something to do with that The song's really good yeah and it's I feel like, like i've heard it before but I it's don't know following either. like a couple like a man and a woman that yes. are like dancing mm-hmm. and then like explode into so, stars sure, and then dance again the stars and, and it's when you were mine yeah he does say that there, there, was, there was a, a time, time when you was, were mine yeah. um he says that a lot it's kind of like a sad like and then there's, like, a movie theater sequence. There's a
3: sing-along bit in a th- movie
0: theater.
1: And it's just, all of it's just, there's just so much going on. It's it very feels visceral. like a
0: weird lucid dream
3: yeah. A lot of things sequence. are
1: blowing up into stars. There are cowboys
3: yeah. on the screen. Everybody in the audience is wearing pointy hats. And then, yeah, it explodes into stars, like, on the American flag.
1: Yeah, it's and, so... And then,
0: at the end... The sun rises on something called Destination Point.
1: Oh, yeah. So he wakes up and the sun rises and the rock that they've been sleeping under is labeled Destination Point with an arrow to a big city of arrows. Mm -hmm.
3: There's this big, long road that zigzags back and forth up until the The city city skyline.
1: And then we assume they carry on, but that's where we stopped. But that's where we stopped. Yeah. We only watched five minutes of it, and I'm this confused. Right. (laughs) They were like such quick it was such a quick five minutes like planet of the vampires last week such a long (laughs) five minutes it's such a slow movie but this one there's so much happening it just went by so quickly Mm -hmm. i enjoyed it though yeah me too it was
0: great i'm excited to watch the whole thing but my god if i don't have questions (laughs) got a lot of questions
2: which
0: I think okay. Is part of it. Just mm-hmm. <laughs> part of this movie, particularly.
2: So I think it's time for our first pitch of the night. Yay! Which will be.
1: Ah, it's me. That's me. <laughs> I'm not the woman. Uh, I'm one of the <laughs> non-women. We have yeah. two cla- two two identifiers in this podcast: the woman and not the woman, and then not the woman. <laughs> that's literally just a difference <laughs> between, are or between not. one person and three people. No, no. It's a
3: bad And then it kid. doesn't really matter which of the three of us it is. Yeah. <laughs> it could be any of us. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess I provided a little introduction to the context of this movie uh, because I feel like it would help understanding where I came from with this pitch. Uh, Luke earlier mentioned Schoolhouse Rock, so all of us have heard of Schoolhouse Rock at the very least and have probably grew up watching some of those clips. Um, and maybe you grew up watching them on repeat like me and my siblings did. Uh, And even my dad would watch them growing up in the early 70s. So, for those of our viewers who don't know what Schoolhouse Rock is, um, it's an American interstitial programming series of animated musical educational short films that aired during the Saturday morning children's programming block on the network ABC. The themes covered include grammar, science, economics, history, mathematics, and civics. Uh, Now, these lessons in multiplication, parts of speech, and human anatomy have stuck with us through generations. In fact, it's the only reason why I know the entire preamble of the Constitution by heart. Uh, but not all of the ideas pitched in the writer's room were accepted by the original broadcasters of the program.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm seeing how this... <laughs> we literally
3: have... I'm, I'm willing to bet we all have very similar ideas. Um, but yeah, while they generally foster an understanding of core concepts in the American school system of the 1970s, dealing in language and literature, communication, mathematics, natural sciences, and social sciences... Schoolhouse Rockmas is one of the key subjects necessary to forming young minds, philosophy.
2: While not all trains of
3: philosophical thought are accessible to young minds, the very same ideas can be introduced at a young age to prepare young people for an even more balanced uh, existence beyond the factual subjects already in the series. That brings us to the point. Oh Oh my my gosh, real quick.
1: Okay, I know before this you were concerned that we were all going to have the same story. Yeah. I... I think ours differ drastically. Oh, okay. I don't think we have the same story at all. Okay, mine um,
0: mentions Schoolhouse Rock, but it's different. Yeah,
1: okay. um, but th- that's great because, like, rewatching those last five minutes this time, I realized how like weirdly philosophical this six-year-old kid is being. Mm. So, okay, I'm, I'm excited to hear cool. the rest of your pitch. Okay, cool, <laughs> right? Sweet.
3: Um, I'm glad that's okay. Cool. I'm glad. <laughs> uh, the point is the rejected series from Schoolhouse Rock. Uh, from the Schoolhouse Rock universe that introduces children to the terrifying questions of mortality, inclusion, isolation, and what could happen after life on Earth. Wow. The producers of the series feared that the ideas within the film could be too scary or even harmful to their young viewers, so to avoid complaints and general disdain from the parent audience, they pulled the concept. While there are no repeated characters from the original Schoolhouse Rock series, I think it's important that you understand the context for the style and execution of the film. So... The start of the film is set in a city of pointy people, the Pointers, who live in a highly intellectual and not very emotional society. It's called Cedar Point, Ohio. (laughs) They all live idyllically with their pointy heads and pointy features. The people are engineers, doctors, architects, and even the lowest of culinary professionals work with a distinct precision, though the emotion and appreciation for the craft is still missing. Each citizen of Cedar Point has an inherent purpose in life, given that they've each found their point, which makes sense. That's one of the many... Point jokes we'll be making. (laughs) After a technically marvelous musical number performed by the mundane people of the city, we soar over the vast city skyline to the outskirts, a funeral with two coffins. A young boy, Mm. Oliver, wearing a pointy hat, pets his dog, Arrow. As his parents are lowered into the ground, he removes his hat, revealing his little bald head, round without a point. He walks out away from the cemetery and cries behind a tree. Crying was never looked down upon in the city, it was just seen as a little embarrassing, because if every problem has a solution, what's the point in crying over it? Ah, Oliver talks to Arrow and wonders about the disease his parents had Why did they have it? If it was genetic, he would have it too Why would they give it to him? They were the only family he had, so he wished to get away To disappear from the city and find answers Up in the tree sits a wizard with arrows protruding from his cloak After overhearing Oliver's dilemma The wizard swoops down and offers Oliver a star-shaped handkerchief He offers to direct Oliver to the vanishing point A secret destination for people searching for all answers There, at the point, as he calls it Oliver can disappear from the town and uncover the answer to his parents' death and the disease he now carries with him. At first, Oliver is hesitant. Since they're the only family he had, he would end up in an orphanage, and he doesn't want to end up in a cold and analytical Ohio town. <laughs> but why is the wizard offering to help him, and what could he want in return? The wizard assures him that all is well, and the only thing he asks in return is that Oliver asks a certain question once at the vanishing point, so the wizard can get an answer. The question was, is Priscilla happy? Oliver's like, that's it? And the wizard's like, that's it? So Oliver agrees to go on a quest with Arrow at his side. That night, he flees from Child Protective Services, following (laughs) the stars that the wizard mapped out towards the vanishing point. Along his journey, Oliver and Arrow run into a wild cast of characters, a hippie tribe of isoscelesians who believe balance is in everything, (laughs) the fearful gang of perpendiculans who think everything is all right, and the obtusians (laughs) who aspire for the widest perspective on every disagreement. They each sing songs about these topics, and through his travels, uh, Oliver gains a unique understanding of the world around him. Though not as calculated as those back home, the people he encounters teach him more about the world from within his own little well-rounded head. Feeling like an outcast all his life, he feels like there may be some reason for him being the only round person in the world. He understands that once he makes it to the vanishing point, he will have all the answers he desires. Uh, Though Oliver gets tired along the way, the wizard reappears before him and encourages him to keep following the stars to the vanishing point, and reminds him to uh, to ask if Priscilla is happy. Further down the journey, Oliver runs into the Acutians, a highly trained class of academics, much like those in Cedar Point, except rather than showing little to no emotion, they show a high level of sharp anger and severe cynicism. Mm. Oliver is immediately harassed for his round appearance and bullied along the outskirts of the town. He's exhausted, but he can't debate what's worse, sleeping in the den of hateful people or fending for wolves, or fending off wolves through the night. When he's asked where he's headed, Oliver tells an Acutian that he's headed to the vanishing point. In a song and dance routine, the Acutians sing of how the vanishing point will ever will only ever exist below Or er, shoot, the vanishing point will only ever exist out of reach, like the stars above or the sand on the beach. Over bridges and rivers and beasts below, the point is the sun on the horizon aglow. Oliver is confused and scared by the words he doesn't understand, so the higher intellectual beings break it down for him. Put simply, the vanishing point is the land of the dead. No one alive has ever seen it. It's always out of reach because people spend their lives pondering and questioning what happens after they die. Did you just cocoa the point? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Holy crap. Uh, Oliver can't believe what he's hearing. He's gone on this long quest uh, and just to be told that the point could never be found for him. He leaves the city in abysmal fear and sunken rage. Uh, The wizard appears once more before him, asking Oliver to keep pushing forward in the direction of his arrows. The vanishing point is not far up ahead. Oliver halts in his tracks and asks if the wizard is leading him to his death. The wizard assures him otherwise. He's bringing him to the land of the answers, the point of it all. But Oliver, having grown in his experience and seeing the world as it truly is, doesn't believe the wizard. He asks the wizard who Priscilla is. Damn, I don't know why I'm getting choked up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He badgers and pesters the wizard to reveal that Priscilla was the wizard's daughter,
1: Mm. one who
3: looked much like Oliver.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, my good?
3: gosh. I, <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know what? That's
3: good. That you know means good a good story. When you're crying in yeah, your own yeah, writing?
0: This is, ben, this is incredible.
3: <laughs> so Priscilla was the wizard's daughter. Um, she looked a lot like Oliver, rounded and without point. Uh, she went looking for answers at the vanishing point against his wishes uh, because the wizard just wants to see her again, or at least know that she's happy with her decision. The wizard breaks down and speaks hysterically to the despairing child, tired and fed up with his journey. Oliver asks questions to himself. What's truly on the other side of the vanishing point? Does it even exist? Does finding the vanishing point mean death? No matter what, Oliver comes to the same conclusion. Even if the vanishing point means the end of his inconsequential and unnoticed existence, at least he would have found his point and anywhere else could be better than here. In the end, the point was just over the horizon. It always was. And the more you try to approach it, the further away it seems to get. On his final track to the vanishing point, he passes over a bridge with crocodiles below a bunch of blue curly trees, um, and he sleeps for once in silence. He passes through an artful land of people dancing, a couple on the beach who look like his parents, stars in the sky, laughing, kissing, a theater projecting images of cowboys on screen. His destination points to the horizon. Could it be what he's searching for? Oliver wakes up and finds the point he's been seeking, the place with all the answers, the point to everything. The long road zigs and zags to a great city, the home he's been searching for all this time. The end.
1: Oh my gosh. I... Oh my gosh, Ben. In terms of like sellability, you could sell that really well because I know a lot of people who really, really hate being in Ohio.
2: Yeah. August.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yes! laughs> <laughs> but oh my gosh, just like it's a... his, his dead daughter not having a point
0: just be just like it's a very raw yeah. raw idea raw pitch but you see oh. why they would have pulled it from abc <laughs> in the 70s why
1: well, schoolhouse rock said no they said uh, yeah. we, we want to really teach multiplication <laughs> <laughs> we want to teach kids how bills become laws we don't want to teach them yeah. about the mortality of on life. capitol hill multiplication tables mortality what
0: <laughs> jeff well, get out I'm of here die <laughs>
1: Oh, my gosh. That was wow. incredible.
0: Um, no notes. That was, that's pretty amazing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Y- yeah. So does he reach
1: the city at the end?
0: Um, that's left up to the children's interpretation.
3: <laughs> of course it is. That's to teach them whether.
1: Oh, my gosh. Whether to fear. Death. Guess,
3: death. Or just like. Or the unknown. Embrace
1: it as a fact of life sort
3: exactly. of thing. Just kind of. Oh, my gosh. I just.
1: Appreciate. I can't get over the, the, the wizard, the three-faced wizard. Is Priscilla happy? Is Priscilla happy? And just like
0: That's all he cared about.
1: You, you get the very clear, like, very like simple idea of like he feels like her death was pointless. Mm-hmm. And it's just, ah. Ben, that was beautiful. That was that was gorgeous. Incredible. Woof.
2: Love you, buddy. <laughs> Love, Love you. Me.
1: Woof. Wow. Man, I have to follow that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Mine is really stupid. Mine is really no, dumb. That's what we need no, right, right now. No, that's okay. what we need. We need dumb right now.
1: Are cool.
2: you ready for some trivia? <laughs> woo oh!
1: Okay. Trivia break. So, so,
2: first trivia of the
1: night. This is, this is Hannah's transition. This is my transition, Since by the way. We're trying to do more transitions in between this. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> All right. So, what is the instrument used in the main theme of the third man?
1: Ooh. Oh gosh, I don't remember. It's uh. Do it's... we have, Is this multiple choice? No, well, or... yeah, What are the no, rules? You just, oh, man. you just have to know the uh, answer. What are the rules of the Wait, trivia, uh... by the way? Or is it like first to buzz in? Are we all trying to figure it You're out? You're just together?
2: trying to figure
1: it out. I don't okay. even remember. If answer, like... that's okay. It's something with like a z, isn't it? Yes. Oh, oh. I was
0: gonna say theremin.
1: No, no, because it's it's a stringed instrument. A z. Zigzag.
0: Did you say? Almost. Did you say correct that it starts with a Z?
2: It is correct that it starts with a Z. Z- oh, What'd
1: you say just now? Zig, zigzag? I just said zigzag. Is Thief the
2: Thief? Thief of the Cobbler? <laughs> 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 thief of the
1: Zizma? Zig. Zig. Zathura. Is it a Zathura? Is Zathura? It's a Zathura. Final answer. No, no, you're wrong, Hannah. It's a Zathura. Zizamist.
2: It's. You're very close. It's a zither.
1: Zither. zither. Yes.
2: Oh, I just watched
1: that movie like seven months ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, just oh, I just watched, watched that, that like a just year now. ago. <laughs> seven months ago.
2: Okay. On to our next pitch, which is Luke.
0: Oh, God. Uh, Ooh. Okay. Ooh. I just want to preface this by saying... I didn't remember a lot from the plot, and this was written in like 30 minutes, so...
1: None of us remember a lot from the plot, and we were all sitting here next to each other writing it together. All right.
0: (laughs) So, our protagonist, Connor, Connor. uh, comes from a pretty well-to-do family in the rolling countryside of Ireland with one underlying secret. Connor's father, Grian, has secretly perfected the technique of subliminal messaging and is advertising to young kids because of their lack of discernment between what is entertainment and what is advertisement.
1: Oh, no. This is this is going to be like some 1984 they live. <laughs> yeah. Not really. You'll see where it's going.
0: Um, Connor's father, Grian, just wants money and has found the route to achieve that by cleverly placing these subliminal messages in children's educational programming, later known as Schoolhouse Rock.
1: Oh, my gosh. Mm.
0: Because adults have matured in their brain function, the messaging is not as effective on them. Grian has been perfecting these subliminal messages for decades, and the secret came from the family heirloom. Connor's grandfather, Tom, first came upon an object in the forest while working as a simple lumberjack. Before he knew it, this object had complete control over him whenever he wielded it. He only wanted to spend more and more money on meaningless knickknacks. when looking straight down the barrel. And the object was called the point, which is one of those stupid finger-pointer things that you Uh, see uh, in uh, classrooms. From the Scholastic (laughs) Book Fair. Maybe. Um... (laughs) so at first uh tom only used the point for good uh very a la robin hood stealing money from the rich and giving to the poor but it soon consumed him much like uh this plot line is being consumed by more and more lord of the rings references (laughs) (laughs) it consumed Grian so much that his family began growing points on the top of their head that they would very poorly attempt to hide with a hat Uh, once tom uh, connor's grandfather passed away the point was passed on to Grian connor's father Uh, With the rise of internet and mass media distribution, Green began uh, using an incantation to put the point's powers in Schoolhouse Rock, a musical educational cartoon. Oh, my gosh. Soon children could not get enough of Schoolhouse Rock, buying all the videos on DVD and older children buying T-shirts with the logo to seem retro and cool. And all of this is happening without Connor's knowledge, which is very convenient for this fake plot. One day, <laughs> one day, Grian suddenly disappears. His wife, Carlos, has no idea where he is. <laughs> His wife, Carlos, has no idea where he is and is currently at home pregnant with their other son, who will also be named Connor. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it just makes it easier. It just makes it yeah, yeah, yeah. easier. You know, you don't have to remember a bunch of names. Yeah, as long as, as you have Connors. two
0: Connors in the family, you know, it's it's cool. Um, our protagonist, Connor, realizes that because uh, his mother is pregnant, he has no choice but to embark on this expedition himself to find his father and the reason he disappeared. He ventures out with his dog, Arrow, the only quote-unquote normal member of the family, as dogs cannot understand cartoons or advertisements altogether. <laughs> That's fair. That's <laughs> fair. Along the way, he runs into towns, taverns, and textbook manufacturing factories in the search of his father (laughs) with no luck. Everyone tells him the same story, though. He never left home without the point. Uh, While stumbling into a tavern one night, Connor notices a small pointed hand from across the bar being used to persuade people into buying a cloaked figure pints of Guinness. Surely it can't be his father, right? Upon closer look, the man within the cloak is a bald, skinny, bespectacled man. Upon seeing Connor's pointed head, he notices the resemblance immediately to Green. The cloaked figure reveals himself as Dogrel, Green's former business partner. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my <laughs> gosh! It's those noises. Like Haynes, DC. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my like big God. Big time. <laughs> so you said Connor, and I was like, that's a good Irish name. And then you said Green, and I was no, like, that's yeah, the lead singer of Fontaine's. And oh, my
0: God. <laughs> yeah, his mom's name is Carlos. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just doing, that's where there's two Connors. Yeah, that's where <laughs> like, hey, Con- there's two Con- Connors in
0: it. <laughs> What's wrong with you? To fill everyone in on the bit, we're all big fans of the band Fontaines DC. They're
2: an
1: Irish I have no idea Irish, who that they're, is. They're an oh, Irish I post-punk me. Band. <laughs> then we can tell they're an Irish post punk band. The I don't leads, know if I'm gonna edit it this out. That sounds amazing. The the lead That sounds awesome. The lead singer's name is green the one of the guitar I think actually both of the guitar player no, the guitar player and the bass correction. Lead singer's Green. Two of the members are named uh Connor one of the members, members is named Carlos, and I can't for the life of me remember the last name. It's guy. Tom, their grandfather. It's Tom. Okay, it's Tom. that's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like Irish post punk and like poetry and stuff like that. Doggerel is an, a form of Irish poetry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, keep going Continue. with your <laughs>
0: um, So, upon seeing Connor's pointed head, he notices the resemblance immediately to Grian. The cloaked figure reveals himself as Doggerel, Grian's former business partner. And he tells Connor the whole story, including how his father's next big plan was to mass produce the point itself and release it into one market that no child is financially resistant to, the Scholastic Book Fair.
1: Oh Oh my God. God. The evil ploy of the (laughs) Scholastic Book Fair.
0: He explains that the point he possesses uh, was a prototype of the mass manufacture. Dog and Grian had a falling out over this idea and have not kept in touch since. Doggirl doesn't even know that Green is missing and gives Connor his prototype point in order to find them as they might be spiritually connected to the original point. Uh, As Connor continues his journey, he descends further and further into madness, seeing people less as people and more as points. Just when he thinks he might have some news on his father, his hysteria hallucinates a three-headed wizard. He explains to this vanishing point wizard that he can't return home, but he's been banished. Uh, He stumbles further and further into madness, only having arguments with himself, saying, this is pointless, and what am I even doing here, and second-guessing his whole expedition. In his head, Connor thinks he's getting close to his journey, but is only speaking gibberish to himself, hence the narration. The footage we see is Connor's false journey in his head. Eventually, the prototype point casts Scrian into a further spell of madness, having dreams in the style of Schoolhouse Rock, the very cartoon that drove the family business without his knowledge for years. The lyrics even taunt him, saying there was a time when you were mine, as he reminisces about the time with his father. Connor falls slowly into a coma cast by the point's powerful powers before he could even find his father. Before he slips into the coma, though, he realizes two fundamental truths. One, life is full of disappointments. And two, never give your money to the Scholastic Book Fair. (laughs) (laughs) Connor and Green will eventually battle for the integrity of children's musical cartoons in the sequel, The Break.
2: Dang. The Scholastic Dang Book Fair is a bottomless pit. I mean, yeah. 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 Oh my gosh, yeah.
1: that was incredible, Luke. Oh, that's great. That was it doesn't amazing. have a great
0: resolution, but uh, I like naming the sequel "The Break," as in Point
2: Break. Anyway. Oh my so, gosh! Oh, <laughs> gotcha. This is so hard because both you and Ben actually do have things that are sort of.
0: <gasps> rend- the Scholastic rend-
1: Book Fair is in this movie. No, yeah. but oh. like, there's things
2: that are sort of reminiscent. So when I hear it, I'm like, wow. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
1: Okay. okay. Oh my gosh!
2: All right, I have another trivia question <laughs> for <all of> you. <laughs> Woo. What object was Woody from Toy Story originally supposed to be?
1: Whoa!
2: There's actually concept art of this, uh, which looks really cool.
1: I want to be real inappropriate and say what I genuinely think uh, it is, but I'm not gonna do it. a puppet. Oh, you know what? It might be a puppet. That's no, oh. no, because he was a puppet. If for the TV uh, show. In the, in the second know, the one, he was a puppet. Too. Yeah. Might be a puppet.
3: But... but in Toy Story,
1: originally... We're breaking down the question here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, she only said there was concept art of it. If I'm metagaming this, she's this only... Was,
2: this was the original thing he was supposed to be. Yeah. And there's art for it, but then they went a different direction.
1: Okay, so which implies that they didn't end up using it in the movie, which right. means they didn't use it in the second one. Well they didn't use it. There
2: stuff. is one eventually in the films.
1: Oh my Shark. gosh. No. Damn. <laughs>
2: the answer is a ventriloquist doll. Ha!
1: Not oh. a dummy. Oh, come... No, I said puppet. It's a I said <laughs> puppet. <laughs> You know what? I'm going to I'm going to say that you're still wrong Ben because I'm No no stubborn. no, I just I didn't say pup
0: or I didn't say dummy.
1: <laughs> no, you said shark.
0: Points for technicality. I didn't say Woo!
2: shark. Okay. <gasps> on to our final pitch of the night. It is Sir August. Hi. Not a woman by the way. Not
0: not, not anymore. Anyone. No, never was I woman. Did we distinguish that I was not a woman either? I don't you think know, so. I
2: think I think it was it was a little obvious, was it? You know, am I wrong? Was I think I is? think
0: we
1: should clarify. Yeah. Should we clarify? Yeah, I'm not a woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Last time I checked. Uh, I am
2: the only one.
1: Th- this podcast is secretly about uh, gender inequality. Um, <laughs> As
2: it should be.
1: There's three of us, one of her. That's about the, the income difference, right? Yep. You guys are getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, I'm gonna start with my with my pitch then. All right. Um, Jeffrey is a simple gnome boy who works as a cobbler's apprentice uh, you <laughs> oh, <okay>. absolute <laughs> Here we go.
3: Here
2: you knew exactly what I'd want to hear <laughs> you bastard for anyone who doesn't know i absolutely love gnomes and thief and the cobbler was the last movie we picked so
1: yeah that was our first episode You, you
2: absolute jerk go ahead it's great
1: um he is a lonely orphan but his teacher is like a father so he doesn't mind too much jeffrey experience jeffrey regularly experiences surreal visceral dreams that usually wake him up in a deep sweat and are usually songs in some form or fashion after one such stream, Jeffrey decides to begin his duties early for the day. As he does, he realizes his master is nowhere to be found. Jeffrey assumes his master is out on one of his weekends full of alcohol, cocaine, and bobsledding, so Jeffrey doesn't worry. What?
2: Why why do you always have drugs in your
1: pitches? They're the big three.
3: Alcohol, drugs, bobsledding, cocaine. cocaine, 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 Cool
2: running? Oh my god! That needs to go on a (laughs) a
1: t-shirt. That needs to go on a damn t-shirt. I can't. Alcohol, cocaine, and bobsledding—the big three. (laughs) Faith, hope, and love. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Luke, you have faith, hope, and love. I have alcohol, cocaine, cocaine and bobsledding. Continue. Uh, So Jeffrey goes about the day normally. As he's closing up the shop, six men break in and kidnap Jeffrey. He wakes up hours later tied to a table in an old stone church. Surrounding him are people in dark robes, each with a singular eye painted on their foreheads, and both of their real eyes have been plucked out. Jeffrey begins to freak out, but he can't move or speak because he's tied down, and then a large shadow looms over him. This is the Count, the leader of the cult. He has both of his real eyes... Unplucked and a real third eye on his forehead, so he's got three eyes and kind of a triangle. He begins preaching to the mass about how the sacrifice of this child will, will assure the future of the Church of the Count. As he is right about to plunge the knife deep into Geoffrey, a three-faced wizard bursts through the antique stained glass window from 1984 crafted by Dutch artisans, <laughs> the wizard <laughs> the, the wizard, uh, zaps countless cultists who can't escape in time because they are all blind. Then uh, he lands next to the count. They duke it out with fisticuffs. The wizard, the wizard doesn't technically win, but he does distract the count enough to break Jeffrey free, and then they both escape. Jeffrey and the wizard land on a distant rooftop. Jeffrey is confused, but he's quite polite about it. The wizard tells Jeffrey that Jeffrey is a portal, a portal to the crossroads between every universe. The cult wanted to harness this power and use it to support their failing small businesses that couldn't get loans from the bank due to the recession.
2: Oh, of, uh, of course. Yeah. Does the, this remind you of that one episode of Gravity Falls? Which like one? Like the society of the,
1: the blind eye. Blind was, you know eye? what? I didn't think about that, but yeah, With the it memory really eraser yes, thing. Yes, yeah, yeah, it yeah, does. Yeah, it yeah.
2: reminds me of that a lot.
1: Like the vibe is very similar. Very,
2: very similar vibe.
1: So the, the three-faced wizard tells Jeffrey that he must go to this between dimension, the dimension in between all universes called The Point, and travel to the other universes and save them from the Count who wants to ransack them for money and find jewels. If Jeffrey can save the other versions of himself from the Count, then the Count won't be able to harness their power and travel between universes. Jeffrey is all you got the wrong guy and the wizard is all you have the dreams, don't you? Those aren't dreams, Jeffrey, those are glimpses into your other lives, your other selves. Jeffrey is all dreams don't mean anything. It's not me, sir. The wizard is then it <laughs> the wizard is then it is you. I know it because I am you, Jeffrey. We are you, Jeffrey. Our universes were destroyed by the count, but Jeffrey's can't die, so we were stuck in the point. We met each other. We joined our powers and became the guardians of the point. But we aren't allowed in the Arrow City, Jeffrey. Arrow City is where you need to go. There you can disconnect all Jeffreys from the point, cutting Count's power at its source, trapping him in a single universe. Jeffrey's all like, fine, I'll do it. So basically, the wizard is three different Jeffreys who have melded into one because their universe has mm-hmm. got destroyed by the Count.
2: It's like everything everywhere all at once and Bioshock Infinite.
1: Yeah, right. I don't know how, to, know don't know how to explain that. <laughs> you just described two of the like most important pieces of medium to my life. Yeah, yeah, I feel that.
2: <laughs> um,
1: so basically, the wizard tells Jeffrey, you need to go to Arrow City, where you will be able to disconnect all Jeffreys from the point so none of them have power, so the Count can't keep jumping between universes and destroying them because he's harnessing Jeffrey's powers. Um, Jeffrey then tearing himself in half like the monster from The Thing, opens himself and travels to The Point. Um, there, he travels until he reaches his first stop, a vanishing point for universe KA9. Vanishing points are small, invisible walls that they use in The Point to travel to other universes. He enters and finds that it's full of uh, tiny little dogs, little dogs and little... What?
3: Little dogs. Little, <laughs> K9. <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: it's full of little dogs in little business suits carrying little briefcases and frequently cheating on their wives. Adultery is rampant in this adorable society.
0: I'm picturing those hamsters from Zootopia with their little briefcases <laughs> yeah. that yeah. go up the tube and stuff. Except they're very unfaithful. They're
1: very unfaithful
0: <laughs> <laughs> <faithful laughs> little dogs.
1: So in this universe, Jeffrey finds his equivalent, a dog named Arrow, who is being held down by the Count, and who is about to sacrifice, uh, who is about to sacrifice Arrow. Jeffrey quickly rescues the dog, and both of them re-enter the point. They settle for the night and sleep. Jeffrey has another terrifying dream and wakes up in a cold sweat, but he can talk himself down now because he knows what the dreams actually are, just glimpses into other dimensions. They travel to find their next stop, a vanishing point from uh, Universe LX3, They find themselves in a vast plain full of barren, dying trees. They wander until they find a huge factory that is ejecting smog and pollution into the air with countless trucks leaving and coming back from it. They go inside and find that the factory is making these things called meads, an all-purpose sweater-type material made from the trees. No! (laughs) Okay. (laughs) They find the proprietor of this establishment brutally murder him then discover that this universe's jeffrey equivalent is an orange man who hides in bushes and yells at capitalists oh. as they reach the version as they reach this version of jeffrey and enter his house the count quickly enters after them and strangles the orange jeffrey
0: is he played by danny devito too
1: nobody looks an awful lot like danny devito
0: all right cool yeah
1: <laughs> jeffrey and arrow escape back to the point Then we have the five minutes we watched, right, with the wizard reappearing and him having that dream, but that's why he wakes up kind of calm because he's used to these dreams. He knows what they are now. Um, Then uh, as they head for Arrow, as uh, Jeffrey and Arrow head for Arrow City, they find the next vanishing point and they enter the universe. They find that this universe has already been destroyed and drained of all of its resources. The building the destroyed buildings are littered with graffiti and scrawlings of the count and his people coming through and destroying everything. Before they can get back before they can get back to the point, they are captured. They wake up tied to chairs in front of the count. They talk, Jeffrey is all, you can't take my power. The count is like, "Why would I want your power?" The count then reveals who he really is. He is his universe's version of Jeffrey. The count grew up poor and penniless. Every member of his fi- of his family dying of hunger, trying to feed Jeff, uh, trying to feed uh, the count.
2: Comstock. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's cool though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> As he grew up, um, Jeffrey dreamed of. Oh, sorry. The count dreamed of only one thing: infinite wealth, so he would never starve like his family. He wasn't harnessing the power of Jeffrey's, He was killing the only people capable of stopping him. Arrow bites through his rope bites through Jeffrey's, and then lunges at the count. Arrow looks at Jeffrey, and they both know that Arrow is giving his life to save Jeffrey's. So Jeffrey escapes back to the point, Arrow dying in the process. Jeffrey mourns Arrow, then travels to Arrow City. He goes to its highest point. There he finds a single thread that goes from the ceiling to the floor. On it is Jeffrey's name. As Jeffrey goes to cut it, he's stopped. He turns and finds the count, who tells tells Jeffrey to stop. Jeffrey asks why he's forsaken everything he's ever cared about for money he knows the count's family died but why does that justify murdering so many the count doesn't know he feels like the need for money was noble at first but slowly the money he gained corrupted him and made him crave more and more power the count cries and then begs Geoffrey to kill him to end his he begs Geoffrey to kill him to end his misery and guilt Geoffrey refuses saying death is too good for him Jeffrey pushes Count to the ground and, using his cobbler's hammer, knocks out the Count's eyes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he then cuts the thread, sending himself back to the universe and cutting off every version of Jeffrey from the, uh, from the point. A few, years, a few years later, when Jeffrey is grown, married, and a happy cobbler with a side hustle as an Orange Theory instructor... <laughs> the
2: wizard, Again? The return of Orange
1: Theory! <laughs> the wizard reappears with a young baby. The wizard says it is the last Jeffrey without a home, and Jeffrey must raise this child. Also, even though the thread has been severed, this child somehow still has a connection to the point. Jeffrey's wife dies a few months later from the joint dimensional radiation of the two Jeffreys existing. This plunges Jeffrey deep into alcoholism. While raising his new son, Jeffrey knows that this kid has the capability to become the Count. So he tries to raise so he tries his best to raise this child with a hatred of money even going so far to beat him with wads of hundred dollar bills many years later jeffrey dies of liver failure with the only two people in attendance at his funeral are the wizard and jeffrey's son tack no (laughs)
2: whoa
3: it all connects it all connects
2: baby there is so so many things that I like like all wrapped into this, which yeah. is very like I get a little bit of Coraline, a
1: little bit,
2: a little bit like yeah. it, it, I, well, <laughs> well, 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 well.
1: So so Jeffrey is Tack's father uh, from uh the Cobbler and the Thief our first episode mm-hmm.
2: the Thief the, the thief, thief and the, and the Cobbler. Been, it's called. We've been butchering the name all all night out of just pure exhaustion, but it's hilarious. Wait, we
1: didn't watch Aladdin. A
2: no, yeah, maker. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: so like in my if you guys remember in my pitch it starts with Tack being beaten by his father with wads of money so he is imbued with a hatred of money but he doesn't he in fact ends up loving money and turns into an evil psychopathic person right. all because of Jeffrey wow which is you know which is where Tack got his love for Orange Theory it's also yep. Tack being a cobbler can you work for Marvel instead of whoever's, you
0: know...
2: Currently now, doing Yeah, it?
1: trying to connect
0: all these stories together because you just blew them out of the water. <laughs>
1: okay. Like, yeah,
0: the, <laughs> you
3: have them beat connection-wise and content-wise. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> well,
3: thank you. <laughs>
1: it's not a high bar, but thank you.
2: Are you guys ready for my final trivia question?
1: Yes. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how likely I am to get it, but...
2: <laughs> all right. What was the first animated movie on primetime television?
1: Oh, Whoa. Rudolph! Oh, that's a good guess. That is a good guess. Um, mm. give us a couple more guesses because I'm trying to think. The first animated one, I think Rudolph was a little late.
3: Mm. When would around when I'm asking August? Yeah. around when would it like like what decade?
1: The do you think Rudolph would,
2: keyword. In... The keyword is prime time and right. movie. Prime not,
1: time. not series and it's yeah. anime yeah right mm. um oh my gosh I would expect it to be one of those claymation Christmas specials but I think there were earlier ones than Rudolph right like yeah, the Christmas the... that almost wasn't I think was before Rudolph wasn't it is that the one with, with Heatmiser I, and... I think that is I think it was but I don't know Rusty
3: Rudolph? the Snowman
1: no, that's, 2D that's not <laughs> our final guess <laughs> Oh my gosh! I want to get this one because we didn't get the last two. I want to get. This I don't one. think it's Disney. I don't. No, it's think too early that.
3: for Disney. I think it's got to be a.
1: Oh, it could be Disney because like Snow White was like the first. That was it? the first
3: thing that came to mind, and yeah. then I heard primetime television, and I was like, mm, I don't uh, know, if it's Snow White.
2: Oh my gosh.
3: What? Hmm. Well, maybe it was is later it, than
1: Rudolph. Actually, is it the point.
2: It is the point. What? Oh my oh, gosh!
1: No. Oh, that was good. That was a good. Guess yeah, good. Wow,
2: that was awesome. Okay. That's a nice
3: segue into <laughs> Thank
2: you, thank you. Okay. So in terms of of points, actually. Ah, ah, oh
3: my gosh! It's time for points Which we're
2: really not I don't think we're really keeping track at this point of I don't who wins what. We'll
3: we'll look
1: listen back and then see.
2: Luke's pitch does have an un- element of something sort of close to the movie—the
1: the mass hypnotism of children. Yes, yeah. of yeah. course, right. Subliminal advertising the in schoolhouse, schoolhouse rock. rock let's go.
2: Right. <laughs> so, however, Ben's is alarmingly close.
1: Oh my god! <laughs> really? <laughs>
2: uh, but not like there's it's not with not, the death. And the... It's not so much about death, no. Yeah. But so what I will say is that you picked Oliver as the name. His name is Oblio which is very oh,
1: close. Gross.
2: Um, I love that name, <laughs> August. Gross.
1: Oblio. Oblio. That's a kid who got bullied growing uh, up. Yeah,
2: <laughs> He did, actually. Believe it or not.
1: Uh, yeah, well, there you go. Boy, yeah. <laughs>
2: oh, <laughs> that's a bad name. So, I, I guess, guess I was right. <laughs> so the closest, even though you do have one aspect that's sort of close, and I'll explain that in a second, Okay. the closest is, is Ben, um, ultimately, because hey, it, it is a Ooh. very philosophical film. Overall, gotcha. so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you closest as to whose I liked the most. You bastard! I'm taking off <laughs>
1: You really <laughs> played into so, the host this week. Huh? I think this is the first time of won points in this game. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. really? And I think. I think no didn't you one get like you two... a favorite point. No, I, one I think every two... time one of you two have won accuracy and the other one has won creativity. I Wait, think seriously? That's right. I don't think that's right Whoa. either. Whoa. I don't think that's right. We should be I know keeping
2: I- score of this. Ben, I will award you 71 arrows. 71 and uh,
1: wow. <laughs> my gosh. a lot of And Lucky August, arrows.
2: I will award you 36 strange pointed men. Oh yeah. I got 36 <laughs> no. strange pointed men. You have so many to choose from. They can't stay here,
3: okay? <laughs> Yeah, we don't have enough room,
2: obviously. <laughs> no, no, they'll, they'll just
1: be in my room. They'll be quiet. I'll take care. I'll walk them every day. Wait, how many, how many <laughs> are I there? 30
3: something? 36, I think it was. 36.
2: What 36. <laughs> 36. Can they old. fit in your room? We <laughs> stack oh, oh, yeah, <laughs> <guess> We <we're doing>. stack <laughs> um, Okay, are you guys ready to find out more about the actual movie? Yeah, yes. sure. Okay. Let's do it. So, The Point from 1971 is an animated television special. ...that accompanied an album of the same name by musician Harry Nilsson. The concept for the movie supposedly came out after Nilsson went on an acid trip... ...and was staring at some trees and thought, oh, everything has a point, and if it doesn't, then there's still a point to it. One of the main differences between the album and the film is that Dustin Hoffman, Ringo Starr, and Alan Thicke... ...all did the narration for the movie at different points in time, while Nilsson himself did it for the soundtrack... Uh, i think the version we watched featured alan thick as the narrator it's this movie's a little hard to track down because there's been a lot of different versions that have been released over the years so i think much like
0: the thief in the collar a little
2: bit (laughs) so i think it was alan thick um another difference is that the film features a father telling his son the story of the movie at the beginning and the end and this does not happen on the album and the father is also the narrator Okay. So in so that sense, fairy. I think it's very similar to your pitch because okay. in a way, right. the father is teaching his son and you had a whole thing about, Lessons. yeah. Mm. So, so it's very
1: Princess Bride.
2: Sort of, yes. Okay. Yes, very okay. much so. Uh, the movie follows a young boy named Oblio, not oh, yeah. Oliver, but Oblio, who lives in a kingdom full of pointed-headed things and people. The only problem is that Oblio was born without a point, instead sporting wow. a round head. Oblio Man. is constantly accompanied by his friend dog, Arrow, and wears a pointed cap in order to blend in, which does little good because everyone in the town knows he's round-headed. Oblio beats the Count's son in a game of triangle toss. The Count convinces the king... It's my favorite game. I thought he just
3: beat him. (laughs)
1: He just beat beat the
2: Count's
3: son. Oh, well, that's something to be banished for.
2: (laughs) The Count convinces the king of the kingdom due to the law of the land saying that everything in the land of point must have a point and Oblio does not, that Oblio has to be thrown out of the kingdom. Racism.
1: Sort of.
2: After After a trial is conducted, Oblio and Arrow are banished to the Pointless Forest, much to the dismay of the townsfolk and his parents. No one from the land of Point has gone into the Pointless Forest or lived to tell the tale. The distance between the land of Point and the Pointless Forest is directly proportional to the amount of time it takes to sing a song. Throughout the Pointless Forest, Mm -hmm. Oblio and Arrow encounter an array of people and places, including the Bottomless Pit. It's very Wonderland like. So there's I I honestly couldn't go into everybody they meet because there's just there's a ton, um, included the the pointed man is the one that you all saw. He encounters him a few times. Pointed I think. man, That's yeah, the pointed point man. man. Yeah. Um,
1: I think the pointed man we met was the most pointless thing. Most yeah, pointless point yeah. Nice. Okay.
2: After their adventures in the pointless forest, the duo they they basically find the destination point and it's pointing back home. So they realize oh, oh, that. Yeah. So they return home and they're celebrated as heroes. The count tries to get Oblio in trouble with the king, but Oblio says if everything has a point, then he must have one too. The king takes Oblio's side. It's then the, the points in the kingdom and on everyone's heads melt away and Oblio grows one. The count runs away into the pointless f- uh, forest, his point flopping to the side <laughs> instead of disappearing. Uh, and the crowd cheers for Oblio as he's finally accepted in society Having found his purpose and place in the world,
1: but he's still a reject because he's the only one with a point now.
2: Yes,
0: Oblio will never fit in, but he's like their king.
2: (laughs) So, so it's basically about a young boy who does not understand his purpose in the world and why he's so different from everyone else. And then he goes on this big long journey and realizes that he does belong and this is what he is. And it's yeah.
1: Why is he hailed as a hero?
2: Because no one's ever gone into the pointless forest and come back. Yeah. Okay. So they're all like, "Whoa, you're back! That's awesome!" And then, Sounds
1: like that kingdom's full of a bunch of idiots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they so, all have they up points on their caps. Caps.
2: <laughs> yeah. Songs from the album are put like so. You guys got one of the songs that are that was done by Harry Nolson. Are you sleeping? Yeah, they're yeah. they're placed periodically throughout the whole thing. Um, that album is one of my favorite albums of all time. I absolutely adore it, and I I mean the film is great. It's a little different, but it's but it's fantastic. So yeah that's that's the movie wow Ooh,
1: pretty fun and okay so it tracks that it is literally an acid trip it
2: is yes makes
1: yeah. sense i feel like every
3: episode i've joked about an acid trip or something <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> good to know that that one of these is actually a result of one
2: yes yep well and as far as i know there is no connection whatsoever to schoolhouse rock i just, i looked into it it's I did just not,
1: yeah, it was, it was the same time hand-drawn animation style yeah, yeah
2: it's a very similar style but there's nothing in particular that makes it connected to schoolhouse rock okay so it just kind of looks similar it's
1: just that association we all made with it
2: <laughs> right yeah
1: we the people
2: in order, so. okay <laughs> shall we move on to the conclusion
1: uh, yes yeah
2: yeah okay um, well, thank you for watching this this week's episode of Nuclear Popcorn. Next week, we're going to be watching Ben's Pick, which is...
3: It's called The Encounter. Encounter. It is available on YouTube for free. YouTube. Um, <laughs> y- yes. <laughs> yes. YouTube. The Encounter. Uh, it's about 90 YouTube. minutes long. Ninety. If minutes. There are multiple The Encounters on YouTube, but that's where I've been able to access it.
1: And the link for that will be in the description, along yep. with the link for the point from today. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few people we want to. Oh, we want to thank.
2: Yeah, we want to thank Aaron. We want to thank always. for doing thank you, Aaron. the. Yeah, Such a beautiful, for...
1: silky, chocolatey voice. Yeah,
2: thank oh, you for oh, doing oh. the intro. Take that out. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> nope. We don't. We done... <laughs> We don't have any sponsors this week. Sorry, August.
1: Uh, That's your i It's okay. Job. I'll, sh- Sorry, I'll shore up some for the yeah. next month. Yeah. We, had, we had enough money from the one episode. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I got us four, four sponsors in one episode, so I think we'll be pretty good. We're yeah. set for a while. We're set yeah. for a while.
2: So we will see you next week with The Encounter. And uh, yeah, I'm Hannah.
1: I'm Ben. I'm
2: Luke. And I'm August. And we will see you next time. Bye. 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 There's a point to everything.